Welcome back. We are here with another episode of Dice to Pixels. Pixels, pixels, pixels. Today, we actually have a topic in mind, and we're going to jump pretty much right into it. But before we do, yeah, there's a there's, there's a, cat. a cat yelling. That's fine. Yep. Before we do, if you're not subscribed. What are you even doing? And this isn't your first video. What? Click that button. It's right here. Right, right. Right well, no, there. actually, I don't think it is there. I think it's on the other side. It's over here. Yeah. Right, right over here. Right there, there you go. It's right there. Okay, so we're going to move on now. Um, we're going to talk about D&D &D alignment and why I don't think that lawful evil exists. No. Hmm. Interesting. And tell us why exactly, Adrian. No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. Uh, lawful evil. I, so I think that chaotic evil is fine and even probably neutral evil is fine. Uh, lawful evil is one of those interesting things. Uh, so there, if you take the example of, uh, paladin, classic lawful, good character, nobody would think most people, I should say, would not think twice about a paladin rolling into a demonic cult and just slaughtering everyone. Mm -hmm. Most people would be like, that's what paladins do. Yep. That's fine. Yep. The only reason that's fine so to speak, is because the paladin firmly believes that that's their sworn duty, that that's the right thing to do. From the cultist perspective, that is decidedly the wrong thing to do. And that, and then the paladin is evil right. to them. Right. Uh, now, this, this assumes that you aren't considering an objective good versus evil, which admittedly, in the D&D &D realm, they kind of do have that objective good versus evil. Yeah. But... In the case of a paladin rolling into a, a demonic cult and just slaying everybody, that isn't miles different from the opposite, a devil worshiper coming into a church and slaying the ministers and, and whatever. Yeah. The actual act is, is basically identical. It's just a matter of what outside observers perceive it to be. And, and we're basically getting into like good versus evil at like a philosophical and mm -hmm. that's going to happen today. So that's fine. Um, since the acts are so similar and the only real difference is, is the perspective of the internal, the, the perpetrator and the observers, then I would argue that as long as the demon cultist who went in and, and murdered a bunch of people in a church, as long as they think they're doing the right thing. It's hard to say that's any better or worse than the paladin, mm -hmm. especially in a in a world like D and D, where you know different planes are malleable and everything else. Mm -hmm. And like you know, if you live in Avernus, you know uh, everything's evil, and and that's just your power structure, right? So, mm -hmm. I think that lawful evil is impossible to play. I would even posit that evil in general doesn't necessarily exist because unless you are a character that is intentionally mindfully doing something bad for their own pleasure and they know that it's bad then yeah i think that would be the thing if you know it's bad yes and you're doing it anyways yes whereas like even chaotic evil like to the someone that is playing chaotic evil in the same way like it's always the outside's perspective of this particular act that someone is doing is evil. So it necessarily, like it doesn't necessarily mean that the act is evil. Yeah. And, and I would go one further, uh, like I, not one further, but I would elaborate on that a little bit by saying like, if I'm walking down the street and murdering people at random and I happen to murder three serial killers, that doesn't mean what I was doing was good. No. I knew what I was doing no. was bad. No. It was still bad, even though maybe it resulted in some good. Uh, so like even chaotic <laughs> evil in that regards, like yeah. the, the Joker in Batman. Yes. Chaotic. Yeah. Still pretty evil. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, he, he I mean, knows that he, what his he, acts yeah, are. He, so he knows he, he's yeah. cognizant of what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he thinks it's funny. What are your thoughts, yeah. Chad? Um, well, from what you've, from what you've basically said, like to me, it just, it, it seems like alignments really are dependent on your point of view, right? They are. So. Um, I look at, I look at Avernus, right. And a lot of, a lot of, because there is a hierarchy there and, you know, like the chain of command, stuff like that, though they're, I'd say, yes, they're lawful evil only because they have rules to follow. 
in mm-hmm. some sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, playing one, like, I mean, if you're going to play an evil character, why the fuck would you want to follow the rules? <laughs> I, well, there's that at a practical level too. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if I'm if I'm an evil character, I don't want to answer to anybody. I'm I'm evil. Uh, right. Maybe depending on how you want to play your character. Yeah, I think I think that falls into the lawful evil trap of like, yes, you are a paladin following the rules of your god, and your god is seen as an evil patron or whatever. Mm-hmm what you're doing you don't necessarily see as evil then because you're following those rules versus like what chad was just saying like i want i i'm evil i don't want to follow any anyone else's rules that falls i think into the chaotic evil type thing Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i i would say that um arguably the only way to be evil truly is to do things that you know are the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're ignorant of what you're doing is wrong, if you are legitimately born and raised in Avernus, and you think that this is the way things are, yep. and you're sent to the material plane to kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. are you really evil? Like, is that character, is that truly, I, as a GM, I'd struggle with that. Yeah, because like, as the character themselves, they don't view themselves as evil, but the no. actions that they take, others will view as evil. But, sure. But it's it's it falls into self-perception. But at that well, point. And, yeah. And in the meantime, they've had punks from the material plane coming in in descent into Avernus and, and screwing up all of their stuff for Yeah. And killing their family. I, and I yeah. like to think of it as like everybody in Avernus is stuck in a time loop. And, and every time any party in the world plays Descent into Avernus, it's just like a repeat of the time loop. Ugh. So they're just there <laughs> getting like screwed over, over and over and over again. And then somebody breaks out and they're like, no, I'm going to go and put a stop to it. And then like, is that person evil? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, no. As a, as a GM, I don't think so. To be clear. Could you imagine playing that campaign, though, where everyone is just so sick and tired of all of the players? I, I, I can do better than that. I think we should play that. Yes. <laughs> take, the, take the entire campaign, but play it from the perspective of the NPC and the enemies and yeah. stuff like that. It's oh, like, 100%. Oh, all we want to do is just give these people some food and these what? bastards keep coming in and cutting their heads off. They're just doing, they're trying to fill their soul quota. Yeah. And these punk ass <laughs> material plane people are coming in and screwing up their party. Oh my god, I do want to play I, this now. <laughs> yeah, now that we've tried, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but as a as a GM, and and to be clear, we're talking in the in the world of D and D here. Obviously, I'm I'm not uh, advocating that everybody thinks that demonic uh, worshippers are like good people. Not what I'm saying. No. Uh, but in the in the world of D and D. As a GM, I would struggle very hard with that because I can absolutely envision, as we just have, mm-hmm. a situation where somebody comes from the other side and is convinced that they are doing the right thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And is that evil? Uh, like, I, no, no. Well, even I, within even... within the framework of the mythology and and like the the role playing aspect, I don't think so. No, because even yeah. if you consider like. Um, in Dungeon of the Mad Mage, there's areas of the of the of the the temple or the ma- the maze or whatever where goblins have moved in and they've built barricades where they have started. They just want to, as far as we know, they just want to live their li- little goblin lives down there. Like they right. don't want to bug anyone. It's the party and the players that go and like you can't be here anymore. We're mm. gonna fight you. We're gonna tear down this this blockade that you've put on this part of the maze where we have chosen to live and and by the way you were probably here first yeah but we're again like we invaded your home you tried to reclaim a small portion of it now we're going to kick you out i don't know i just i have a very hard time as gm i i've never really had anyone who like seriously tried to like play a lawful evil character and like really go for it but I've always I've always struggled with that. I'm like, what, how does that work? What is a law? It would have to be somebody who's like, I am an assassin who knows that I am like just corrupting myself by doing this. Mm-hmm. But I want money so much that I'm just willing to to go ahead with this. Which, but- in a mythology where you know for a fact that like Avernus, like hell exists when you know when you know people personally who have been there 
and you're still willing to like do that yeah uh, yeah okay maybe that's lawful evil but but even at that point <laughs> if it's an assassin they're not lawful evil because well arguably right yeah i mean they're breaking the material plane laws right well there's this other thing that people have where they're like well it's still lawful if it's their own code and i i call bullshit on that i'm like if they if they are following if they're following the code of a, an established order yeah maybe because by that by that thought process then people that just play murder hobos are just lawful in themselves then just literally anyone who just says this is you know i kill anyone who's wearing the color yellow oh okay you're lawful it's like yeah, well no no. no 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 that's dumb um <laughs> so yeah. yeah there's i could imagine in sort of like an assassin sort of shadowy cabal world where you know what you're doing is wrong, but you're okay with that, which I have a hard time so thinking it, about. But yeah, would it necessarily be con like constricted to like ethics? You know, like I mean, like so you know it's bad, blah 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 blah. But I mean, a lot of kingdoms and stuff that have like paladins and lawful good, you know, uh, citizens and and uh, all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. You mean to tell me they don't have you know like contracted assassins that? Our, their whole job is to go out and kill people that with like you know what i mean like it's the same kind of thing it's the same kind of conundrum it's like so how do you mean well okay so if they're if they're an assassin working in like a lawful like like an, in a good they're working officially yeah, yeah working officially so i mean if their kingdom and all that is good but what they're doing is kind of you know bad is it the same kind of outlook on it you know like, cause you're not, you're not necessarily like you're, you're, you're killing. Well, I think it falls into the same category. It depends on like, if they, if they think that what they're doing is for the good of the kingdom. Yeah. And they think that the good of the kingdom is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Then I would argue that they at least think that they're doing good. Yeah. In which case I'd, I'd have trouble telling them, no, you're evil. Yeah. Like again, mm -hmm. in the D and D construct as a GM. Yeah. I would struggle with that because as much as like we've talked about, we're going to do the evil campaign and absolutely we are. And, yeah. and like objectively sort of within the construct of, you know, demons are evil. Angels are good. This will be an evil campaign. Yeah. Yeah. But within the character, I mean, it, you guys are going to be, we've talked about it a little bit. You guys are going to be effed up and you're pretty much going <laughs> to yeah. be evil. But yeah. like, uh, Within the character, if you think what you're doing is right, I I struggle with that in terms of like, no, you're I don't care that you have a good reason to think what you're doing is the right thing to do. You're wrong. And I'd, I'd have the same answer for like an assassin that's working for a king. Mm -hmm. I mean, objectively, from the outside, you might have more information and be like, no, you're you're doing bad things. Yeah. But if you truly as the character believe that what you're doing is right. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, like they, an assassin working for for a king or something, might believe that what they are doing is right, but they also know, like they know that they're doing something for the greater good, the greater good. Um, <laughs> that, but they know the actions they are taking are viewed as as evil and negative. Like it, that becomes kind of a personal conflict as well as like I am doing this for the better, but the actions I am taking are i even i view as evil on an individual level yeah and i think that's where you could potentially actually get like uh like i would say like okay yeah that sounds kind of lawful evilly where mm -hmm. it's like you know you're doing the wrong thing and you're okay with like suffering at avernus yeah in exchange for bettering the rest of of your society mm -hmm. i could i could dig that but then still i'm like is that really an evil yeah like that's they're more, doing it to help people that's a yeah. lawful gray i would call that right like, i think that's yeah that would almost I'm, be like that character is almost better in terms of evil versus good than most of the characters that people play who are supposedly good yeah because yeah. they're willing to sacrifice <laughs> them themselves for everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. so it's it's super there'd interesting have, yeah there'd have to be like uh some uh self self gain or just self uh, you have to be doing it for self yeah. reasons that's why i use yeah. like the just straight up i'm greedy sort of because that's the only sort of thing that i can think of where it's mm -hmm. like i'm just greedy yeah. yeah and i know what i'm doing is wrong but i'm doing it for money yeah or takes pleasure in 
you know the pain I mean? of take, others. But then that yeah. would, that's when it would kind of fall into the whole chaotic evil kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Take- well, well, yeah. I mean, like if you if you legitimately play a character who is just like a straight up psychopath who yeah. just takes pleasure in murder. Yeah. I think you're evil. And then whether you follow a code of ethics or not is separate from yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That maybe you could find a lawful evil in yeah. there, but yeah. I think, I think the, the, the structure of the alignment that we have currently in, in most RPGs is, is too black and white. It doesn't. Oh, very much so. In terms of labeling it, it doesn't allow for nuance very well. No, which I think is most why most people just ignore it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so much easier to play. It allows you to be more dynamic and allow for player growth too. Yeah, because even when playing, uh, and like I have like played, and again, once again, I'm still consider myself a relative noob, seasoned veteran. <laughs> uh, when it comes to D and D and stuff like that, but even I remember uh, playing a lawful good character, and it's you're so your 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 like your perception is just. You've got blinders on. Yeah, because you if something terrible happens, you're basically railroaded into taking care of that because it's the good thing to do, being lawful good. Yeah. Right? Like you have no choice. It's not like, you know, like, oh, the hell with it. I won't deal with it right now. No, you can't. You have to because you're morally obliged to playing as a lawful good character. Yeah. Yeah. So I found with like playing neutral, um, it's you know it's either or yeah, yeah. well let's let's face it 99 percent of D players whether they claim lawful good neutral whatever they're playing true neutral yeah realistically yeah, yeah. there are very few people that i've ever uh worked with in a D context that actually treat their character as lawful if you play a lawful character and you go more than about four sessions without starting a party brawl you're probably not playing a lawful character. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I also think of it in terms of opposites a little bit where it's like, so it's easy enough for people to define what a lawful good character looks like. It's, it's the paladin who is, who is against demons in all forms and corruption in all forms and everything else. Boring knight in shining armor. <laughs> right. And so it's easy enough to think of chaotic neutral or chaotic evil as the opposite of that, where it's like, no, I sow discord. I sow uh, chaos. I oppose order. Fair enough. So then if you look at chaotic good, which also is is troublesome and and it's because they're opposites right it's yeah. like you know in order to define either chaotic good or lawful evil mm-hmm. you kind of have to also define the opposite well the thing is too everything you just described as chaotic evil to me that it's just as well described as chaotic good it, it right exactly cuz my my yeah. sister played a little rogue character and she played it the most chaotic way possible, but her alignment, I would say, is chaotic good because in the end, she she wanted good things for everyone. Right. She just fought against power structures and wasn't willing to fall in line with everything all the time if she didn't agree with it. So yeah, yeah, no, so I think it, yeah, and and I think that's part of the problem is that it doesn't fall into a nice matrix of nine things. No, it's like I have like a. Um, I have like an ethics meter Mm -hmm. and I have like a follower uh, meter and and it's like I refuse to follow anyone's rules, but I'm ethically pure. I I have a code that I stick to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like I, you know, I'll I'll fall into line. But like I have you, that line could be go and murder school children and, and I'm on board, right? Like yeah. that would be like zero ethical standards and high, high followership. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a more. Yeah. Even if you're just going to use two uh, measures, measures, yeah, that's a better place to start th- because like good and evil, as we know are heavily tied to like this ephemeral sense of objective good and objective evil. Whereas ethics is just like, well, those are personal. You can, you can be very ethical or not ethical at all. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether those ethics result in something that I would think is good or evil. It's just, they're what you think. So I I think that would make more sense. I agree because I think the, the alignment structure as it is now is how others perceive you. Whereas, 
and and so it's not necessarily how the play how the character is played themselves it's how npcs perceive you and that or or like deities like how would the good deity just like yeah observe you and and just and judge you yeah exactly so i it's it it's not an accurate reflection of of a particular character i think yeah so i think your 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 ethics and uh following scale yeah makes a lot more sense i mean i came up with that on the spot but the more i think about it the more i think that would actually work a lot better because i can imagine all nine boxes for that yeah and it allows for a little bit more dynamic um like you're not just put in like a box it is a scale so it Absolutely. is so yes. it's like you can which inf- yeah in fairness i think most people consider the good and evil thing also a scale whether it's nine boxes or not yeah but like i can imagine what each of the canonical ratings for that would would represent like i can i can imagine a an ethical chaotic person like yeah. an ethical non-leader yeah uh an ethical leader a an unethical leader and an unethical follower mm-hmm. I, all of those are easy to imagine yeah and then the middle is, is yeah. also fair i mean they'd overlap a bit but it'd yeah. be fairly straightforward yeah because so. they have like that dynamic in say uh a king's court oh yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah. um but also and something else that just popped into my head here while, while you were talking as well you you'd look at two opposing kingdoms mm-hmm. on either side of the spectrum right Let's say they're both basically the same thing. It's like, uh, we'll say it's like Guelph and Kitchener. You know what I mean? Like not drastically different apart from layout, but more or less the same thing. People from either side would look at the other one and be just like, oh, they're so evil. Like they're, they're horrible. The things they do over there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's exactly where I was getting at with the Avernus thing is like, if you're born and raised in one code. Yep. Yeah then you following that code i have a real hard time yeah as far as you as evil yeah yeah you're <laughs> following the society that you've been raised in therefore you're an ethical being yeah so. and, and i mean i think that holds true in the real world to yeah. an extent too like we do forgive people for a lot of heinous stuff <laughs> based on them having been like steeped <laughs> in that like uh rhetoric radi- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah radical rhetoric we'll call yeah. it yeah and I'm not going to give any examples because no, I don't no. want to piss anyone no. off. No, but, I don't need to. But like, I think everybody can agree that that is a true statement. Yeah, yeah 100% true. <laughs> Do you think, too, that uh, inherently it's just because some people just have a hard time getting out of, you know, like... Playing something other than themselves? Yeah, or, or like, so the, nor- the, the usual whole, you know, uh, triumphing over evil nonsense and whatever, right? It's always like the same... You know, like you, you and who doesn't like, I mean, everyone I'm sure want, everybody wants to be the hero in their story. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone wants to be. the hero. Yeah. And that's all well and good and great and all. But um, I tried explaining this to my brother the one day because he was telling me how he likes to play his games and all that stuff. And I had said to him, I was like, well, you know, D&D is the kind of thing where you can escape from your norm and do things in a fantasy world and play characters that normally necessarily wouldn't be reflections of yourself yeah but just something that you want to do so if you're like um I, i'll look at you for an example like mm. sarah um kind of you know keep to yourself not you know you're not very sociable in some cases i'm an introvert you can say right? it. <laughs> she's an introvert <laughs> um but like for sarah to play uh the one character um that you were playing in Shadowrun for a time uh oh um manaheim yeah manaheim yeah. was just an out there freaking personality the just, <laughs> yeah yes. the influence right <laughs> so it's like doing thing and you know it's, it's the same with alignment you could say too where it's like okay i'm always playing good characters but now i kind of want to do things from the other perspective where you know, fuck paladins and screw the heroes and, you know, get, why are you trying to invade my castle? Get the hell out of here. Even (laughs) if I were playing a lawful good character, still fuck paladins. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. Although they fixed, I mean, honestly, people, most people haven't been playing paladins as strictly lawful good for long time. now. I mean, 5e doesn't even mandate it, but, and I'm not even sure if 3.5 did, I forget, but people haven't been respecting that rule since, like D one yeah so. well then again that falls into the lawful good versus lawful evil yeah. thing again yeah so. right exactly yeah and that's, yeah, yeah. So. like i'd like to think that a lot of people that play D 
I mean, I know we do for, for instance, like just get outside of the norm, you know, and like this evil campaign that we're talking about, like, I'm looking forward to it just from that perspective, it's, just it's cause from be, the yeah. early talks we've had, it's just like, oh yeah. man, this is going to be, this is going to be so fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I might as well, I can share a little bit more information, but I was just telling, just, just a little, I was just telling uh, Chad and Sarah about it a little bit earlier. Um, and so there is going to be, we are 99% going to film this, uh, but it won't necessarily be available for public consumption for a long time because there's a whole bunch of issues that we have to try and work out. Watch your arms there, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, us flexing. There's a whole bunch of stuff we have to work <laughs> out uh, around, like if we produce it for YouTube, how what's the format and everything else. If we live stream it, what's the format? So don't count on this being available for you to watch anytime super soon. But I think we are going to start it and start filming it soon. We'll probably post clips on Discord uh, before we put anything public. Maybe but, do little shorts or something here and there. Right. Um, but so the war, the idea of the world is, is these, these two and Devin, those are the, I, Devin's like 90% confirmed. Uh, they're going to be the players and we might have a couple more, uh, special guests, but, uh, they are going to be start the, the entire campaign as basically professors or academics in a university and a cataclysmic event results in some massive demon possessions. And then we do a bit of a time skip. And that's, they have been corrupted and they are now vassals of demons and or have been horribly scarred enough by the event that they are just not recognizable as good people anymore. So that's how it sort of kicks off. And we're going to have a secret society that's actually secret and actually exists. And I'm developing a, a, a language for them, like a cant for them, similar to Thieves Cant. But we're actually going to use it in the game, which I think will be fun. Mm -hmm. The world is mostly built. I'm uh, getting closer and closer. And there will be all of this will be packaged up into a, a document, uh, ostensibly a PDF, but it might be a Google Drive doc to start with. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to them. And then also... Before we start putting it out to the world, I'm going to give it to you too, so that you can follow along. Dun, dun, dun. Don't know when that's going to happen yet, but there's your teaser. Hopefully sooner than later. I, yeah. I hope that once we film it, we kind of it kind of answers the questions that we don't have yet. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that we will film the first episode and then it'll be like, oh, obviously this is what we do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, we we asked in our podcast questions channel on our Discord. Which, by the way, if you're not a part of the Discord, why not? Oh, I mean, just just click just, on the just link. Join, uh, join the just Discord. join the Discord. And there's if you a don't, link down there. I put it in the description every time. If you don't like Discord, imagine it's AOL Instant Messenger. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah. And it's better than Facebook <laughs> or MSN Messenger. So <laughs> everything's better. Everything's than better than Facebook. <laughs> so anyway, um, we asked uh, for some. Uh, topics, questions in our podcast questions thread here on Discord. Which and you too can ask us questions if yes. you join our Discord. Yes. yes. Uh, so uh, our friend John Hutton, uh, Temple of the Hut, he asked us, um, what are our thoughts on live playing TTRPGs versus online? So uh, that's that's not, I don't think that's quite the right way to phrase that question. It was more um, playing D&D at the table versus yeah, playing D&D remotely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, online TTRPG is is confused sometimes with D like Dungeons and Dragons online. Oh, yeah. okay. That's okay. why I I make that distinction. Yeah. So, um, I've well, never I've never played online. I've oh I've well, always, then you have no opinion. Let's yeah. Move on. So this is gonna be this is my quick take on it. Like absolutely, I've only ever played in person. I've never played online. And looking at a lot of stuff that's filmed online, uh. I look at some page like uh, we were talking about Adventures and I on the Escapist or Critical Role. Um, well, now, or now no, not Critical Role. Sorry, I was going to say they, they only role. did that during the lockdowns. Um, yeah. There's there's a, there's more out there. Google it. You, you'll find them. Yeah. Um, I I think playing in person gives it more of a. I don't know. It just I think it just adds because you're right there. You, you're. You're across the way from somebody or you're looking into them and, you know, you can, you don't have, you're not, you don't have distractions around you, like your home or kids or Counter pets. Uh, you have to wear pants. You have to wear pants. Yeah. So. 
Well, unless you're that type of group of friends where yeah. it just doesn't matter. Lewd dungeon. You just let there it in, you, you know. Kickstarter. Yep. I mean, it's over now, so you can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't think anyone actually prefer. Well, okay, that's that's probably overbearing. I'm sure in the entirety of the world, there are some people that like online D&D more than in person, but uh, they're wrong, so yeah. it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, around the table is obviously better. Yeah. It's also harder, right? Yeah. I mean, logistics and all that stuff. I, I legitimately don't think that people who play Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons or any other TTRPG remotely, I don't think very many of them are because they prefer it. It's just because it's easy. Yeah. Uh, there now, with that said, there are there are sort of fringe benefits around it being easier. For instance, if you have to drive an hour or two round trip to the person's house, you could play for that hour or two. So it's not just that it's a scheduling issue. It's also like if you take commuting out of the question, out of the equation, that's time that the DM can prep. That's time that the players can prep. Mm -hmm. That's time that you could be playing. That's time. So it's not as simple as just can people make it? It's also, you know, can they make it quickly? Mm -hmm. Or are yeah. you, are you, you know, causing a lot of extra time in your session just in travel where yeah. you yeah. don't get to play? Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, do you have friends that live in other states or provinces or countries yeah. that you yeah. want to play with? Yeah. Well, if so, then guess what? Your options are pretty freaking limited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I, even for people like we with one group I played with, one of our players um, had physical disability. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of finding a place to play, it became a little bit more difficult because there was places in town that we could go play. And then that wasn't an option anymore with lockdown. Sure. And it got expensive for everyone to go buy drinks there and yep. everything. And so then it became, well, one of us could host, but we were so limited because like Chad and I's house is not accessible in any sure. way. And then, uh, and then it's not big enough. And then it was just like size restrictions for other people's places. So we always had to go to this woman's place all the time, which wasn't a big deal. Like we all liked her and all liked playing with her. It's just... Like it was a it was a 45 minute drive each way to go there. Yeah. So yeah. getting us all together where we can have enough time to spend a day playing plus the drive there and back that, yeah, became a logistical thing. And also an additional point to that is um, DM stamina. Yeah. There are a lot of GMs that that really struggle to go past about two or three hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can DM all day. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just making it up as I go along. I don't yeah. have to, like, I need to remember more and more as the day goes on. But yeah. that's okay. I'm pretty good at <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but I can I can make stuff up all day. It's fine. But for somebody who has to prep an entire session's worth of stuff, if you have to prep for 12 hours, yeah. I mean, and your name isn't Devin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's a tall order. So... Being able to do it uh, remotely can help, partly because uh, the DM can have all of their stuff open, right which there. sometimes is that you mentioned space. Yep. If you've got to have a whole bunch of notes, I mean, Devin, every time he came uh, to play anything, it's like, <laughs> here's my like tome of <laughs> preparation, Yep. <laughs> uh, which is cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, but that can be a problem if you're trying to prep for a huge amount of uh, playtime and you're going to somebody's house and whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Unless you have incredibly slow players. Well, yeah, if you have Chad and I in the party, it's fine because <laughs> you won't get very far in the session. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's an NPC called Jeffrey. <gasps> Four hours later. Uh, okay, okay, so... okay, okay. What if you like this one? Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> so um so what i was getting at with the with that is if you are remote like if you're in person and you can only get together so often then you're kind of maybe you only get together once a month yeah you get about a three-hour session because mm -hmm. you get a three-hour session whether it's once a month or once a year mm -hmm. or once a day you get a three-hour session because that's what your dm can handle yeah if you're remote 
while then presumably you can get more D&D and maybe because people people's schedules work, but also because you you get more windows from that DM because it can be very fatiguing for a lot of people. It can be mm-hmm. extremely fatiguing to try and keep going and going and going. Yeah. And sometimes putting up with the shit that the players are doing is just... <laughs> yeah, because that, that was another thing I was going to bring up because... It's great when you're sitting next to people because, like, I take so many notes, but then I also, like, will scribble on my book sometimes or you're doing something silly and the person beside you sees it and then you just go into a fit of giggles and you're having a little side conversation, which is fun, which is fun. That's, like, what you do with your friends. You can't do that on... But you can't do that easily online. So your your players are definitely a lot more focused on the actual game Wait, 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 wait. Those were scribbles? (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were writing like runes and shit. No, Same they thing. are. Yeah, yeah. They, they're both. Yep. <laughs> I don't know who to believe it. Yeah, the, <laughs> la- the language is called Scribblish. Yes. Uh, ah. It's only spoken by certain time dragons. Uh, or your farts. Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, so the other thing I was going to say was um, the one thing I can't stand, and this is uh, sort of a personal thing, is um, personal meaning like I can't stand it. Most people don't have this problem. Not like I hate this specific person. Uh, although if, it, if this is you, if I'm describing you. <laughs> this is when yeah. this is when the disclaimer starts scrolling across the bottom of the screen. The views of Adrian. Are not... <laughs> um, audio uh, with, with uh. like, especially people who use Discord because Discord doesn't auto level volume. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Trying to do voice chat with people who are using their like shitty like uh, headset that they bought for yeah. twenty bucks from Best Buy, or the one that came with their Xbox, or the one that came with their <laughs> Xbox or anything else, and and they haven't they haven't adjusted the levels in, in even like in Windows Volume Mixer they haven't adjusted their levels they haven't done anything they've got it halfway jammed into their mouth or or eight miles from it or um oh my god can't stand it and it's. It's less about the quality of the audio because I can I can overlook that a lot, especially when anything live. I can really overlook that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the volume difference, where it's like, okay, I can barely hear Sarah, but Chad is fucking piercing my eardrums. I well, can't. I can't. Five minutes in, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, that's usually how it is in real life too. So. Well, that is how it yeah. is around the table. I'm I boom loud enough to cause problems for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, we can never hear, which is why we don't let her talk. Yeah, basically. Uh, My God, uh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and Jed just says Jeffrey. Jeffrey. (laughs) Um, But uh, but no, that is one of the really important things. If you Mm -hmm. have a like I spent some time with uh, my my Toronto friends, which none of live in none of them live in Toronto anymore uh, to sort of get a decent audio setup and get a decent remote setup. And it worked. It was mm-hmm. fine. We used roll 20. Yep. Everybody had reasonable audio levels. It was fine. It also helped that we had played extensively at the table previously. So we, we knew sort of each other's cues and everything else. But especially with like, if there's anyone you don't know well, or anyone whose setup sucks, it ruins the entire freaking game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a remote game once and it was fun because it was with a uh, group of gate like uh, our gaming oh, clan yeah. Yeah. Um, and most of them are from England. So I played with a whole bunch of people from England. But then like I was because of the time difference, I was having dinner when they mm. were late at night yeah. and I thought I was muting. Mm. So oh, that's oh, another oh, thing. Oh, oh. God. Food noises are the worst. Yes. And I felt bad when I realized I wasn't actually muted while mm-hmm. I was eating. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, mm-hmm. so there, there's another, like, it's awesome to play with people around the world and, like, see different play styles. But it can be tricky. Oh, God. Yes. I'm I'm a push to talker. Yeah. I, I never use anything but push to talk. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, I will say that. Uh, so so I'm I'm saying all of these things. Push to talk. Yeah, she pushed you. So now you talk. He, oh, he's muted. He didn't press his button. That oh. piece of shit. Oh my god, Chad. I'm glad that I'm glad that was muted. I can't believe you would mouth that on. I know, I know. 
the views of Chad do not reflect. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, our friend, again, I'm going to bring this up. Our friends, uh, our gaming clan, uh, forevergaming.com.uk. Um, my uh, forum thread handle on the bottom is the opinions of Rift Machine did not necessarily reflect yes. those of Forever Gaming. <laughs> yeah. yep. Same thing here. <laughs> <laughs> Except they kind of do because it's really do. just the yeah. three of us. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, the, the candle, the, the views of the candle are the only <laughs> thing that you should take for, uh, for granted here for, for gospel. Yep. Um, yeah, no. So the other thing is I do want to, I do want to walk back what I was saying a little bit or, or at least modify it because it sounded like I was shitting on doing, uh, like remote play entirely. And I, and I am really not. So one of the things that we would like to do eventually as Dice to Pixels is open up to some community participation in games. Mm -hmm. And that'll just be something that we have to do very carefully because mm -hmm. we don't know what people will have as, as their home setup and everything. Yep. Like it's it's a solvable problem, but most people don't solve it. And that's yeah. the problem. It's yeah. not that it can't be solved. It's that most people don't bother. Yeah. yeah. Because like we've talked about session zeros, I think before and yeah. how, how great they are just for in terms of gameplay. So I think for an online session zero not only are you planning for your game but you're also you should be planning for audio and visual setups then well, at that point too actually you make a perfect point this is a this is an excellent time where we can share some knowledge if you are looking to do remote play first of all absolutely what sarah said session zero 100 do it tell people about your character take notes, everything else. I mean, that's true for an in-person as yep. well, but super for remote. And the other thing is, if you're going to do remote, if you're a player and if you're a DM, either way, everyone needs to show up 10 minutes before you start to do a tech shakedown because every single play group that does online, I can pretty much guarantee has had the, had the moment where somebody comes in at the last minute and they're like, I can't hear anyone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Are you talking? Oh, uh, hang on. My laptop was muted. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. I just got here. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, where are we now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so that's <laughs> like there are some some things that you can do to improve things. And one the big one, the big, big, big one yeah. is set it up so that everybody comes in 10 minutes early, mm -hmm. make sure stuff is working, and then you know, you start at the time because otherwise you won't start on time and people will be, people will have gotten the giggles while you're sorting things out and then it's hard to get started yeah. and, and everything else and it can be super annoying. So get in 10 minutes early, make sure you're there. And also... Or even just schedule your game like 15 to half an hour early so you can do that. But get make, out, get but your giggles out. Yes. That the first bit is for making sure, sure. shit works. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's key. That yeah. that's that's really the key is like make sure everybody knows 10 to 15 minutes, whatever. This is prep time. This is yeah. make sure ask your questions of the DM. And this is true of, of in-person games to some extent yes. as well. Have yes. 10 minutes before you start to ask the DM, hey, during my downtime, did you get a chance to look at that? Did you yeah. you know all those housekeeping items? And yep. then when you start, you can actually Wait. start. start. Yeah. 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 Yep. The other pro tip that I'll give anyone who wants it. If you are playing a game over Discord, which has terrible audio balance issues, there's software that you can download. Uh, I forget the actual name of it, but we it's will okay. We'll look it up and I will uh, put I it can, in the notes. We, we'll put it in the description. Um, it turns uh, any program into a mixer input so that you can run compression and expansion on it. Ooh. So that you can actually, even if somebody's like talking like this and then somebody's talking like this, uh, you can balance that out within your computer. I'm just in character. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was going to say that's another problem that's exasperate. Uh, that's um, exasperated. Exasperated. Is the, yeah, that's that the, right is the word I'm looking for. Yep. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, it's one of those things where when you talk in a voice at the table, our ears have very good dynamic range, so yep. it, it works pretty well. But over a microphone, especially a crappy microphone, it can be a real problem. Yep. So. If you're using a voice, record yourself, play it back, and see how it sounds. <laughs> and always try to stay a distance away from the microphone. Yeah. Well, I mean, ideally, honestly, if you're going to play D&D &D online with people, mm -hmm. get a microphone 
and a uh, an Elgato XLR. Uh, yeah, Wave audio, XLR, an audio interface. Well, specifically, I recommend the Wave XLR because it's literally you buy any XLR microphone if you want to go cheap. Like these are fairly inexpensive, or you want to go like expensive, like these guys that we have mm-hmm. that are are four hundred dollar microphones, mm-hmm. which is not currently being used. Uh, <laughs> and now everybody knows where our lightsabers are. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it up in a second. Uh, it, whatever you want to use, you just plug it into the same interface and they work yeah. really, really, really well. Well, even the microphone that we have at home in our home setup, that one was like a $40 thing and it came with the arm, a pop filter in the microphone itself. And that yeah. one's not terrible by any the means either. Yeah. Didn't, the only Blue didn't, Yetis are also mm, good, by it, the way. Yeah. yeah, the only thing it didn't come with was a proper XLR cable. It had the shitty little uh, 3.5 millimeter Attachment in the end. So, I mean, I, I got an XLR cable and yeah, it works fine. So sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, get <clears throat> whether it's whether you spring for like a blue Yeti or something mm-hmm. like that, or I recommend doing XLR because that way you can switch out the microphone without rebuying the entire thing. Yep. Yeah. But if you're going to play online, get a decent freaking microphone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't break your bank, but make sure you. You've got something. So now that we've uh, now that we've chastised people a whole ton for playing online D anD I mean, play at the table if you can, right? Yeah, it's just it's, better. It's yeah. yeah, there's something different about it. But and, yeah, and ultimately, in the end, play how you want to play. I mean, if you got friends like I, we know groups of friends, they tend to drift apart and whatever, and oh, yeah. stay together. That's yeah. You know, playing online and in social in social social spaces like that is the best way to to continue doing what you enjoy doing, oh, right? So. For sure. I mean, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Yeah. We we, we always say that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, if it, I would say two things: play at the table if you can, because mm-hmm. it's better. Yeah. And uh, if you've never played at the table, try it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you don't know if you're struggling to find a game group with like check out local game shops or if there's hit up your city's subreddit yeah that's yeah. how i first started playing D was on uh the the guelph sub subreddit and that's how i found brody to play with so. yeah and and a lot of times um dms who are looking for a party mm-hmm. uh, if i didn't already know a bunch of people to play i this is how i would do it i would post somewhere like that and say hey i'm looking for a crew i'm gonna start with a digital game so that we can sort of get a good party going. Yep. And then we'll start meeting up, which is why I want it to be everybody within the city so that it's easy to meet up. Yeah. Yep. But the goal would be to to get a good party without having to travel and, and do all kinds of stuff and then bring that into a home game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. Ask around. Just straight up ask like, hey, are there any DMs? Yeah. Or even... Like if if you go to a local comic book store yep. or whatever, if you have one of those, they usually will have games or groups that are bringing. They'll have drop. I know or, the Dragon has dropping games in Guelph. So or a board where people post like exactly. uh, looking for group type stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and also keep in mind that it doesn't require. Keep in mind that you can DM. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you're new, doesn't I, matter. I DM'd before I played. Yep. The first game of D&D ever was I was the GM. Don't be scared, Chad. You can do it. Because there were there were five of us yep. who wanted to play D&D. We had, none of us had ever played it. And we were like, cool. Well, somebody needs to be the DM. Mm-hmm. And I and I sort of like, I'll do it. I don't I don't mind doing it. Yeah. And and I prefer to DM. I actually like it more than playing. Yeah. Maybe so. one day. You will. Tomorrow. But, well, Later today. When yeah. we're done this, you're actually going to, I'm going to grab one of the side quests and you're going to run it for me. No, oh, fuck berries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got lots of dice on the table already. Oh, hamburgers. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. And we've got a, dra- a dragon as well. Yeah. Dragon, it? It's ember. Uh, well, yeah. So don't be afraid to start a game. Yep. Oh yeah. my goodness. Don't be afraid to start a game. It's yeah. so much, as long as you're playing with other people who aren't super rules focused, DMing is not nearly as as uh, scary as people think it is. And I think that's where the uh, the session zero comes in because then you can sit and talk just outside of character what player and DM expectations in the game in yeah. are as well. So. Yeah. And you can find out where the dirty min-maxer is and kick them yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to find the, the group mom 
who's going to bring all the snacks. That's right. And, and you befriend them. Sarah. And you can find all the people that want to play with things that aren't standard array and kick them out. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, we'll keep him. I'm making that t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. So. Yes. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, uh yeah. So I think that's uh, I think that thoroughly addresses Temple's question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh we're going to we'll we'll pick some well, questions. What's what's uh, Well, okay, let's do this one. another one about uh, well, board game what, length. Or or Merkins? Um, yeah, the Merkins. Yeah. Uh, what what it was what color? I think so. Uh, yeah, what, what color? Yeah, what color Merkin do you wear at the beach? We won't explain what they are. No. We'll just give our answers. The answer is in Discord. I don't know if when you first joined Discord oh, if you could scroll give back. Them live. Uh lime green. Is my Ooh, color. Nice, yep. nice, nice. Yep. What about you? Uh probably purple, just because I like purple. Chad, you were I'm going to stick with uh a um I'm gonna say a uh, teal and magenta plaid. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You all uh, thought I was gonna and, say black. And if you don't know what American is, don't look it up for God's sake. Oh. There's <laughs> a great picture that goes with it though. Actually, that's true. When you do yeah. look it up, yeah. the, that's what's in the Discord. Is I yeah the yep. the image search sure. the first two images, images. I should say yep. are wholly not, appropriate. Yes, wholly appropriate, but also not right at all. <laughs> well, let's uh let's let's uh, let's fire off just these. Are, we'll do some like little quick ones here. No, um, no, no, no. Don't no, do no. those ones. No. Okay. Don't do those ones. Right. No. We're gonna do right. those separately. We're gonna do twenty questions. Oh, right, remember? That's right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah right, we want to yeah. do twenty questions. So of of each of us. Popping questions, like short little questions in the Discord of just weird things you'd like to know about us. Yeah, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll do little micro interviews of each other. Yeah. No, there was one about um, length of board game. Whether we, So the question was, do we like to play quick games that we can uh, presumably crank off a, a number in a night? Lighten. Or do we want to play like a chunky game that we that takes all night and is super involved? Yeah, light and easy versus heavy and takes all night. Yeah. Uh, for me, mm -hmm. uh, definitely heavy and takes all night, 100%. I think it for me it depends. We haven't played a, a huge extensive amount of board games, especially more at my parents' place. We play like card games and um, Mexican Train and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, dominoes. yeah um, Mexican Train that my parents have go up to to, to twelve point dominoes 15. and. Is it 15? They have the 15 set. Oh my God. It's so long <laughs> and I am done with it I after about game. like six rounds. But I think that's. Also, just depending on who we're playing with, yeah. longer games are fine when there's certain people there. And well, we all hate playing games with our parents, so no, no, <laughs> my parents are fine. I, I, I'm I love kidding. Yeah. It was a joke. That's honestly the one thing I look forward to when we go up to uh, to to Sarah's folks' place is playing games. That's yeah. good, like yeah. cards or board games. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's but good. then um, yeah, I think so I think it depends entirely on the games because like well, that's a that's a cop out answer. Which do you like more? What's ideal night? You sit down. Mm -hmm. You've got your best friends at the table. So obviously me and Jeffrey and Chad. Yep. Uh, and somebody pulls out a bag of board games. Is it one game with like fucking Gloomhaven in it? Or is it one? Or is it a bag with like four different games to learn? I think I like the idea of the Chonky game because I think you get more involved. And then, yeah, it's a story building aspect. Okay, I just like stories. Yeah, that was the correct answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad, what about you? That one. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. I'll go with that uh, one. I'll, I'll take the. It, it makes for a better night where you, you can just start be at the start of a of a of a heavy set game and just go all night or go as late, you know, well into the night and yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I I like it more. I yep. always have more fun when yeah. it's a single game. Yep. Um. But sorry, when you're playing those types of games, are you going into the that night? with the intention of playing a game or is it like they're just randomly sitting around like let's play a game do you prefer jumping Honest, into a big game honestly i'm i'm always up for playing a long game literally okay. i have gone to friends house now this is not a board game mm -hmm. but i've gone to friends houses and it's you know we sit down and we're like what do we want to do tonight and it's like okay well we could play some cards or like cards against humanity or we could do whatever whatever and i'll i'll usually offer i'll be like if you guys want to I'll straight up run D and D right here, right now. I'll, I'll come up with a set. Give me five minutes. I'll come up with a session, and we'll run D and D. And and we've done that before. And yeah. It's just literally like spur of the moment. Yeah, let's do a three hour slog of D and D. And and I yeah. I am never not on board with that. There are long games that I dislike, but mm -hmm. as long as it's a game that I like, I would happily. You will rarely find me not in the mood to play a long game. Yeah. That makes sense. 
are they usually more games that have like a built-in storytelling aspect to it like story building with a group of people or um, is it just kind of i i think the answer to that is yes but i actually think the answer to that is mostly mm-hmm. because um i can't think of any law like big chonky long games that, that don't, don't yeah it feels like they kind of go hand in hand i think they do yeah, yeah. like if if you can think of one, let me know because I'd yeah. be interested in checking it out. If you can think of a long game, like that doesn't have any, that isn't that weird uh, World War One where you have to like supply boots to the front line and then like repair weapons and like it, it, it's famous for taking like I think what, it's like Axis and Allies. It, uh, well, Axis and Allies is bad for that, but I think the actual game I'm thinking of might, I think not Twilight Imperium. Um, although I think that's chonky too. Um, there's, I forget, I will try to look it up. It doesn't matter because nobody plays the game. It's not a popular game, but it's like the game takes 24 hours to play. Oh Jesus. But it's not a good game. Like nobody, (laughs) everybody's like, it's not good. It just takes a long time. That, that I would not be into. But for the most part, I can't think of any long form games that I've played that aren't at least somewhat story driven. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes, but I don't, I think that's just because that's what I've played. I can't say that if somebody gave me a, you know, a Ninja Turtles, uh, a, a board game version of Turtles in Turtles Shredder's Revenge, I might love that. I don't know. There I was, like I think that there in theory a, a lot. <laughs> there was a Ninja Turtles board game, I believe. I just can't, but it was like an old Milton Bradley one, I think. Oh yeah. So oh. it'll be crap. So but yeah, it was garbage. Milton Bradley never made a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I think so. Uh, what about you? I mean, I, I think it's the same answer probably. Like when you're playing a longer board game, do you play it for the story or do you play it for the mechanics? I think it'd, it'd be more for the story yeah. because, yeah. I mean, I know I have the problem that anytime, anytime I'm sitting down to play board games of any length, mm-hmm. I'm always just kind of like, we could be playing D&D instead. Yeah. Like we could be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you need the story. The story has to be there in order. You know what I mean? Like that's for, the whole point for of a it. longer game. Yeah, yeah. To make the long play is like the story has to be there. Yeah. So you have a, a path to follow more or less. And I yeah, think even so. even if it's not there, like if you take risk or access and allies, for example, I don't think there's like a necessarily a built in story with that. But you're kind of developing your own, even if it's not an RPG like storytelling type thing, like you're telling a story of taking over the world in a manner. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 a very mechanics game, but I here's my problem with and I for the record, I've Risk is the one that I've played of those. Um the problem with Risk and I liked Risk as a mm-hmm. kid. Uh and I still kind of do. The first 80% of the game is irrelevant. Yeah, until you're like down to two people. It's kind of like <laughs> basketball. 90% of the time, it's it's the last 15 minutes that matter. Sounds like uh, <laughs> or the last NASCAR. 15 seconds. Or the last 15 seconds sometimes, yeah. Last five yeah, laps. Racing, of, I mean, yeah. honestly, a lot of sports in general. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, cool. The first, you know, three quarters of the game are done. Now let's actually enter the part where it matters. I wonder, there's got to be a way that you can like fuse D&D and, and risk. risk. Oh, well, I've Where you've got, already so, got like a setup. Of no, no, like, I've, I've got I've, I'll do you one better. I have Lord of the Rings risk where you actually take the ring from the Shire to Mordor. And and we can just fuse that with d and I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, That's yeah. Awesome. 100%. Actually, actually, uh, you two talk about. OK, th- this this needs a clack because I'm going to go and get it. All right. We're going <laughs> to. OK, so I couldn't find it, but <laughs> tisk, tisk. I'm going to find it. You said it's $120 on Amazon. Amazon.ca. This might be just a a wrong one. I I, don't know, but that's just- I bet they only printed some of them. Probably. So probably it's like a collector's thing, and I hope I can find it because- Oh, yeah. The the Hasbro shop has the Trilogy Edition strategy board game for ages 10 and up for two to four players, and it's uh, $55.99. Okay, that's more reasonable. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, trilogy yeah. edition so if uh if we if i can't find it we can get a new copy 
I am very interested in this game. Yeah, because it's literally like you take the ring. To, so imagine I'm holding it because I, I found it, but I didn't. I didn't. So we'll we'll get a copy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll like I'll just like motion track one in. Yeah, I won't. That's a lie. Uh, yeah, no, you you straight up you like take the ring. It's risk, but you yeah. take the ring from the Shire to Mordor. And it's like, well, that is so the map obviously. is great. It's the map is just of Middle Earth. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, That's no, it's, it's a cool. Cool game. I actually played it legitimately. And it's, I mean, if you're going to play Risk, it's a cool way to go because yeah. it is, it's Risk mechanics. Yeah. But with the added, like, it's not about taking over the world so much as like, if, if the enemy gets the ring, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a cool game. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, on that note, I think we're, I think we're probably more or less at time. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a bit shorter today, but uh, eh, it's okay. It's fine. We can't always go forever. No. no. Well, we, we could. It would just be insanely long. It would get yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. We'd run out of things eventually, maybe to talk about. Eventually. Yeah. Well, the, really, the reason we're cutting it short, if we're honest, and and we always want to be honest with with you specifically, not yes. not the other viewers, but you, you, yeah. Uh, is that we're probably going to record another one in about uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And we got to prep for all that. We, yeah. Well, we, we just don't want them to overlap too much. Yes. So, so, so yeah. thank you for watching. Chad, take us out. Yep. Remember to uh, subscribe. Don't hit that damn bell. You don't no. need to hit the bell. No, actually, my thoughts on this have evolved. Uh -oh. oh, no. If you want to hit the bell, hit that bell. Okay. <gasps> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Do your own thing. Tell three friends. Hit the bell if you want. Subscribe, like, comment, mm -hmm. and have a good day. Join the Discord. Join the fucking Discord. Yes. Yep. Please join the Discord. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs>